One afternoon, when the rain had driven us indoors, I came across Paul Gallico's The Snow Goose. I was about ten, I think. I read it again and again, never wanting it to be over. From the first line, I recognised the landscape as my own. I'd seen the geese flying over out of the setting sun. I could picture at once Philip Rayada's lonely lighthouse. I could see Fritha hurrying over the fields, carrying the wounded snow goose in her arms. It was as if Paul Gallico had been with us on our walks along the sea wall. He grew his story out of the landscape. The beauty of the story, I learnt, was in its simplicity. It is a lesson in storytelling that I've always remembered. As a teacher, I read it often to the children in my class, because I loved it, I suppose, and read it with such conviction, they seemed to love it too. So it wasn't difficult for me, when I was asked, to choose my neglected classic. I was surprised, and so pleased to discover there were many, many people out there who had loved the snow goose as I had a long time ago, and who still did. Kindred spirits, I thought. I had discovered a whole new fraternity, a snow goose fraternity, all of us joined together by that lighthouse, by the great brown soupy North Sea heaving in under a leaden sky, and by a white goose flying in from the distant north. It began more than 70 years ago, out on the Great Marsh in Essex, between the village of Chelmbury and the ancient Saxon oyster-fishing hamlet of Wickledroth one of the last of the wild places of England. A low, far-reaching expanse of reeds and half-submerged meadowlands, ending in saltings and mudflats and tidal pools near the restless sea, where the land seems to rise and fall and breathe with the recurrence of the tides. Desolate, utterly lonely. Out in the marshlands and saltings, wild geese and gulls, teal and widgeon, Redshank and Curlew. This is not a story that falls easily and smoothly into sequence. It's been garnered from many sources and from many people. Come here, boy. Come here. It's 1933. Hard by the River Elder runs the embankment of an old sea wall, smooth and solid, a bulwark to the land against the encroaching sea. Most of the time you see no one out here, with the occasional exception of a wild fowler or an oyster fisherman. But today, this early afternoon in November, there are two figures on the sea wall. One is Mrs. Farns, the lady from the post office in Chelmbury.